1: everyone, John Wertheim here is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast, our last of the year. Our special guest this week is Bob Bryan. I would safely say the best doubles player of all time, partnered with his twin brother Mike, of course, closing in on age 40, still playing, still near the top of the sport, trying to get back to the business of winning some Grand Slams. We have a very nice conversation which is almost redundant when it comes to the Bryans. Clearly uh, the, the most media-friendly athletes you could ever hope to be around. And Bob talks very openly about his relationship with Mike, what the year holds in store, how an Amazon project that uh, I thought had tremendous potential may have lost some momentum, but hopefully that gets back on track. Nice conversation. Um, talk a little Federer Nadal and who's better at doubles and uh, project 2018 both for the Bryan brothers and for uh, the sport of tennis, more generally. So, a uh, nice conversation to wrap up the year. We will uh, do some more podcasts to start 2018. But here for the last podcast of 2017, Bob Ryan.
0: Hey, John. How you doing? How you doing? Pretty good.
1: Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it.
0: No problem. Where are you calling from?
1: I'm in New York. Headed out tomorrow. Where are you?
0: Down here in uh, Florida going to Australia on the fourth. So I've so still got some a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, you got two weeks to uh, you got two weeks yeah. to be a family man.
0: When are you going, um, like the tenth or Yeah,
1: I think the eleventh. Yeah, eleventh, cool. The um what do you what do you do these next two weeks?
0: Um well I got a I got one of my kids' birthdays and a Christmas at our house. So we're kinda of getting ready for that, but just sneaking in some tennis and some weights and then um, yeah, there's a lot of guys down here right now, so we're getting some sets in. And, um, uh, yeah, just who, trying to juggle it all.
1: Who Who are you playing with? Who's Kevin Anderson? Um,
0: we got Rogere and Takao tomorrow. Doubles guys. Um, guy. a couple guys that are about 50 in the world. Um, you probably know Robert Lindstedt sure. is across the street, um, from me. Um, a kid, William Blumberg, who, he's number one in college. Yeah, he's from up here, same. from Connecticut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's really impressive. He's been staying here for the last few days. Yeah. So, um It's like a little yeah,
1: doubles just, uh artist colony down there.
0: Trying to uh convert um Blumberg to a double specialist, but I don't think I don't think he's going to do it. He's a he's a singles horse.
1: Ooh, that's an interesting save that thought. That's an interesting uh Yeah. It's an interesting question. Um give us the uh sort of give give us a state of the union. What's uh what's going on in Bryanland?
0: Brianland? Uh well, we're just trying to Um, keep going. You know, we're, we're obviously not satisfied with how last year went. There's a few things going on. Um, but everyone's kind of got their head in the right place. Uh, we're motivated. We got a, we got a trainer on, on tap on hand, um, keeping us healthy and we're hoping to give next year a, a full, a full shot. And I mean, the dream is to finish number one. That's our, that's our goal. We're not, really happy unless unless we're up there so um, it's a little bit frustrating being being 2 3 4 5 so you know we we are still playing because we do have hopes that we could hold up another grand slam trophy
1: one of the uh one of the reasons so many of us are fond of you is your your unstinting honesty um uh, but if yeah. if any of these are uh inappropriately tough you'll you'll defer but um what, what can I can I ask you what's how do you sort of characterize? You know, you, you guys are closing in on four uh, zero, and it's it's been a hell of yeah. a run and been twenty years. But what? How do you characterize sort of the state of your relationship with uh, with Mike these days? Uh,
0: well, I mean, we're twins, so right. we're always got this uh, this bond that's unbreakable. Um, we are tight um, as ever. Um, there are obviously uh, the frustrations that creep in. Um, Either he's frustrated with me, um, that I'm not putting in the work with, the, with the kids. I'm not devoting 110% like I used to. Um, but I try to assure him, even though I'm juggling a lot of hats that I am still putting the hours in. And, uh, that was all, almost sometimes hard to communicate because I was in Florida, he was in California, right. so I could only say so much, um now he's out here during this off season and we're doing the work together, which always feels good. And we're kind of, um, I don't know. We're just, we're, we're, we're doing all the stuff that we needed to, to do, but, um, as a team. And, um, so when we go out there, we'll both feel like the other guys, um, paid his dues, which gives us a little bit of confidence. Um, there's no second guessing the the brother. Um, but look, I mean, we love each other. At the end of the day, doesn't matter what happens on the court um, or in the locker room. We're always gonna be there for each other. We're always each other's best friend. But uh, it definitely helps a relationship when we are holding up the trophy. That's for sure.
1: The the twin ESP thing that uh, pe- people talk about. I've, I've tried to write about. It's very hard to uh, characterize. That's that's still that's still a thing.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, when when Mike's hurting, I'm hurting. Um, Obviously, you know it's been tough the last few years. A uh, few personal things, um, a couple injuries, and and you know when when the vibe's not there and we're not uh, completely happy, right. it it uh it definitely affects our results on the court. But, so, I, but I mean,
1: I mean like the telepathic stuff. I mean, the stories you guys have of like you'll you'll pick up your phone a continent away to call each other, and you'll both call each other at the same time. I mean, some of that stuff is almost like supernatural
0: yeah that that still exists yeah that still exists i mean i i freak out even um someone was showing me a video the other day how how our feet move in in unison i don't watch a lot of tape but um you know i was kind of i was kind of just interested in checking it out it's uh and it yeah it is wild we'll call each other at the same time we'll he'll choose a song for a video they'll all choose the same song we were once in a furniture store at the same time, picking out um, the same couch on opposite coasts, um, which was wild. So yeah, and then he'll write a thank you note to someone and we'll pretty much write the exact same um, sentences. So um, that stuff it is trippy. I don't even realize how it works, but it's, I guess it's just all the experiences we've had together, um, it's just sharing, sharing life. So, um, but it is wild.
1: The um, th- There were Talks at one point last year of uh, doing doing a project. You know, Amazon has entered this sport, especially seems to be a fondness yeah. for global sports, and, and entered uh, this this sphere. There was talk of uh, a Brian Brothers project. Did that? Are you allowed to say? Did that? Did that take hold?
0: Um, that was looking pretty good, um, and then a couple of the guys that were high up that were um, spearheading the project, I think, got fired, um, and Mike. My, my, uh, had some a lot of meetings with these guys out in California. They were um, California-based. He played tennis with the guys. Um, it was looking good. I mean, it was a follow-up to the Djokovic project, and uh, it's gone pretty quiet since those guys have moved on. Um, who knows if it gets resuscitated? But as of right now, um, it is not looking good. So um, you won't you. see a camera crew following us next year.
1: <laughs> so my my theory is that um, be, because of you know. Be- because of uh, IVF be- because of fer- fertility issues there are more twins than ever yeah. um, y- the experiences that you've had together sort of have more currency than ever if I were a documentarian anything having to do with twins especially successful in a competitive field would be something I'd be jumping on so uh, if-, if Amazon comes up short uh, I keep keep pressing a lot of people yeah. would be interested well- in your story who knows? That
0: who knows? We'll who see. Knows exactly. But uh, it might have been fun.
1: What? Um, let's talk some tennis. A, I'm, I, w- I want to talk about the you know the, the doubles format, which yeah. um, I, I get the feeling that initially you guys resisted it, and then you realized, hey, this is going to let us play longer, and it's yeah. less wear and tear on the body. Are you because the doubles format is obviously variations of it anyway seem to be mm-hmm. part of all these innovations. Are you are you still a, are you still a supporter?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's it's linked then to everyone's careers by a little bit. Um, the fact, you know, sometimes you're playing matches that are 40 minutes um, instead of a buck 15. It's it's just less, yeah, less wear and tear on the hips, everything on the joints, especially on the hard courts. Um, but I mean, sometimes when you fly over to Asia, you take you fly 24 hours getting over to Shanghai, and someone hits a let court um, on a three-all point, and you lose four and four. Um, in a three-all format, or you lose a super breaker, um, you, then you're kind of scratching your head. You're saying, "Why did I even come over here? There wasn't even enough tennis to make it worthwhile." So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's a little bit love hate uh, when those super breakers are going your way, and uh, and you're winning those coin flips, you're you're loving it. But um, sometimes you can lose four or five of those in a row, and you could be saying, "Geez, I wish there was a third set." Um, and a lo- a lot of times when you're the better team, um, you want a little more play. Um,
1: right. Right. So, think, I think that's a look, really important point. I mean, I, I think that honestly is why a lot of the top guys don't mind best of five that the yeah, more, no, no. you know, big, bigger, the sample size, the less possibility for randomness, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I probably could beat Phil Ivy in one hand of poker, but, um, you, you keep me out there all night with him. He's going to take all my money. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> I, I do feel comfortable um, in that Wimbledon format where you play three out of five sets, even no breaker in the third, um, we've always felt if you lose like that, you, you deserve to lose. Um, so you deserve to pack your bags and go home, but there's, you know, a lot of times in the ATP format, we'll win 15 more points than the team, win a set 6-0 and then be in the locker room three minutes later, um, just, you know, scratching our heads, trying to figure out how we lost. So... What, what's, um, what's,
1: the, what's the answer to that? Because I feel like we, we, one thing we hear all the time these days, probably now more than ever, is the margins are so thin. Yeah. What,
0: what, does, yeah, that, especially, what, what does that really especially mean? Especially in now? doubles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly.
0: In doubles, well, you know, you got a guy on top of the net. Um, guys in doubles now are playing a lot closer to the net. Um, the rackets are, are more powerful. The serves are coming a lot faster. It's very hard to get a return precise by the net man. Um, so it's very hard to break serve. So if you do lose serve, um, you don't have any time to catch up, and uh, you could be going home quick. So you just you wish there was a, sometimes a little bit um, longer to play and a little more tennis involved. But, um, yeah, I mean, all the a lot of teams can win in, in a doubles tournament. I feel like going into a tournament there could be 15 or 20 teams that can, can get by and, and win the tournament. I think in singles that's um, – you know, it's a handful of guys that going into a Grand Slam that could get out of there with the win. Right, um, right. So, yeah, a little bit harder to be consistent in the doubles with the format. But, um, you know, it, it does give tournament directors a, mo- a little more flexibility um, with the schedule. They, if they know a match is going to go an hour and 15, it's going to be under an hour and 30. Um, you know, that, that, was the, that was why it happened, is to, to get uh, more doubles matches on center court and not have those doubles matches bleed into a TV time um, singles match. Um, I'm not sure if that's, if that's happened, but um, definitely more singles guys are playing. Um, the money's gotten better in the sport. And, um, you know, a lot of the singles guys do like to jump out there. And, it, I mean, it pays a lot of bills. And you, and you uh,
1: I, I always thought you you guys were both very game about that. You're you're cool with that, aren't you?
0: Having the singles guys out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, Really, is what, best for the entertainment value. Um, I know the fans love seeing um, Rafa Nadal on the court. It uh, doesn't matter if it's singles or doubles. They love seeing Dimitrov out there. They want to see the stars on the court as, as much as possible. So having those guys out there helps um, tournaments. It um, doesn't matter when they're out there, practice court, or whatever. Um, so I really think that's helping um, the entertainment value um and it's helping doubles i think doubles is being played at a very high level right now um just with the mix of styles uh, yeah just, just a lot of talent out there so um i think that's a good thing
1: better doubles player federer nadal um
0: nadal is uh he's pretty feisty up there at the net uh he does a lot of moving he's really close to the net right um I do think Federer's a, a more natural vollier but he's a little uh, less intense with his feet. Um, he's, he's pretty smooth. I think doubles is very fast twitch, and uh, you do have to be super engaged. Um, I've seen Federer play doubles matches when, you know, he's kind of cruising, and uh, it's got him in trouble. I've seen um, him play matches where he makes it look super easy. So, um, look, I think uh, Nadal, a more feisty net player, um, but Federer is definitely the classic uh beautiful doubles player.
1: I, I still maintain Nadal at the net one of the, for for as often as we've seen him play still criminally underrated vo- I mean super it, those, quick hands Those Olympics he he was the best player on the court most of the time.
0: Super quick hands, he's got great instincts. Um he he definitely knows what he's doing up there. Um you know, he does he's not a certain and volley, he likes to stay back and right, rip the forehand. Right, right. But when he's uh, when he's up there and close to the net, um, he's not missing volleys, and you see that in the singles. He um, when he when he decides to come in, he he's very efficient.
1: Someone asked me this week. They they said if uh, when when Federer's done with singles, why does he stick around as a uh, as a doubles specialist? And uh, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, as. As as a fellow parent, my my first, uh, you know, you you know this as well as I do. You you don't spend any more time on the road away from your kids than you have to. No, no, no you won't. Um, you
0: don't. You won't see a lot of those guys. I was gonna say. I don't, I don't think
1: we're we're seeing yeah. Fedor third on waiting. But but having said that, um, definitely not. What what is sort of the state of the double specialist these days?
0: Uh, well, the, I mean, the double specialist has been streamlined to a very uh, professional brand bl- uh, brand of player. Um, there's only 30 of these guys making money um and they're all no one's going out no one's partying everyone has a coach everyone has a trainer um everyone's eating right um it's changed a lot um in the last 20 years where you know there was a little more of the journeyman uh doubles player that could probably enjoy life a little more um have a social um you know have a social life out on the tour and right. and uh, just cruise pick up some checks but now um you know, there's not enough jobs. You got the singles players uh, jumping in, and guys are are battling um, for their for their livelihood. So, um, doesn't matter if they're 30 or 40 in the world. These guys are all everyone's doing it the right way. There's no um, there's no players cruising out there anymore.
1: Best doubles player under 30.
0: Best doubles player under 30. Um, Continent and piers I think they're both under uh, under 30. Um, both guys have a, a lot of power, super live arms and, uh, yeah, they're, they're just playing, uh, a, a power brand of doubles right now.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to cheat and look up how old, uh, who's a is 26.
0: Yeah. Who's that? Is that common? No, 26? Pierre,
1: Pierre, uh, who's a Oh,
0: uh, oh yeah. Herbert. Herber. Well, Herber. he's, Herber. um, I mean, he's a hybrid. He, he's a guy that right. I, I could see easily top 50 in the world in singles. Um, and whenever he steps on the double score, he's gonna be a threat because he bombs a serve. That
1: service motion is flashy, unbelievable.
0: Flashy return. Yeah, he he really bends his bends his back. I don't know how that back's gonna hold up uh, for another ten years, but um it's a nasty serve to face.
1: Um let me ask you, you 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 and your brother were, were among the players who were at the the Jack Nichols event yeah. um earlier this month. So for, first of all, I feel like one of the great stories that hasn't been told is Jack Nicholas's Grass court facility and his uh, his passion yeah. for tennis. You you played on his courts a bunch of times. I take it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I met I met Jack probably six or seven years ago. Um, he has you know week weekend tournaments at his house. He loves tennis um, so passionate about it. He's got three of the most immaculate grass courts that you've ever seen. Um, they're lit. They play at oh, night man. there. Um, I played in this holiday tournament. Uh, we ended up taking the, home the trophy. Uh, well done. And Became good friends with him. He, he's he been to the Delray Beach tournament. He's come to Wimbledon multiple times to watch us play. He's sat through four-hour doubles matches um, and just become great friends. Him and Barbara text, you know, after every one of our matches. And, you know, we decided to partner up for, for like, a charity event. And um, we had donors that were paying 50000 for two days, um, a day of tennis and a day of golf. And uh, we raised a lot of money. I mean, Mike and I have done an event, a charity event for our foundation for the last 10 years. And we raised, um, our split was more than four or five times what we've ever done. And that's just um, partnering with a legend like Jack. Um, People got to come to his house. Um, They got to play golf with Thomas and uh, Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler. And, you know, on the tennis side, I got Serena and Andy Murray to show up. And then, you know, we had Jack Sock and Anderson Haas, uh, Currier, Opelka, Blake, Bouchard. We had a, um, a phenomenal lineup. So um everyone left just buzzing about the event. And um hopefully that will be um just the first year and we can um carry this on for, for more years.
1: Well we'll have to uh we'll link that. More than a million dollars to uh, the Brian Bros Foundation and, and the Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundation. Yeah, yeah I remember Serena sort of casually mentioned this one. So I'm like, I can't believe no one picked it. She would prepare for Wimbledon, not by playing a, a tune-up event on the grass in Europe, but by going to Jack Nichols' house. So that's, yeah. that's a great sports Jack's story. Had, um,
0: Jack's had a ton of people over there training. Rayonich was there um, training for Wimbledon. I know Anderson was, goes up there a bunch. Um, he lives in Delray Beach. But um, like I said, those courts, I mean, Jack knows what he's doing with the grass.
1: I mean, yeah, I they roll them and cut
0: them every day. Um yeah, it's amazing. Is he a player? He's a good player. Um, his he's got some injuries now, so he's not he's not whipping the forehand and, and bombing the serve anymore. But um, he takes care of, of his end, and when the ball comes to him, he's pretty uh, he's pretty efficient, and uh, he's a good doubles player. But he's not a uh, he's not prancing around the single score anymore.
1: The fact that we're talking about Jack Nicholas bombing a serve uh, makes me smile. Um, what, um I you know, I want to ask you about media for a second. Yeah. You you guys, I think the first time we ever spoke was one of the very, very first tennis events I ever covered, which was a Davis Cup in Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh, I, b- I believe you guys were, I don't know, I think you were still at Stanford and we were practice partners, to be honest. We might
0: have just turned pro like a month onto the tour.
1: This would have been like, Not, I think,
0: 98? 98,
1: exactly. Um, yep. But anyway, you, you guys were, uh, you know, it was like a Pfister hotel, and you guys were going, oh, these these, these kids are cool. And, um, but, you know, a lot of players, I think, start very accessible and, and yeah. sort of cheerful. And then, uh, I think very understandably, the, the life and the repetition and getting asked the same question, and sometimes things yeah. break negatively, and it, it makes people a bit jaded. I, you and your brother never had that. I mean, from, from day one all the way through winning slams, losing slams, there's always been a real sort of media friendliness and candor. And I think it's, it's deeply appreciated, but I'm wondering, is is that who you are? Did someone sit you down and explain, you know, treat people with respect? I mean, where did that come from? And I
0: mean, go ahead. I think, I I mean, I got to, I got to say my parents uh, instilled a lot of that into us. Just, just that um, giving back, being grateful, um, treating people with respect. Uh, I remember we would, usually take Mondays off of tennis after playing a tournament on the weekends. And my dad would sit down and make us write, um, 10 thank you letters every Monday each. And whether that was to tournament directors or, um, to people that we saw on the weekend, um, he just kind of instilled some people skills and, um, you know, look, media is, is what makes, um, this, this tour work. It's the media and the fans, um, if the media is not um, reporting your sport in, in good light, um, you know that's gonna that's gonna hurt ticket sales. It's gonna hurt the whole tour. Um, we've been lucky where we haven't had, you know, doubles doesn't have have the intense spotlight of uh, of singles, so we don't get a lot of of negative um, attention. Um, so we haven't had to deal with that as much. I mean, yeah, when you lose a match and you see some stuff on Twitter is one thing, but. We haven't had incredibly negative articles written about us, um, which some of the singles guys have to deal with. So they, they might um, put their guard up a little more. Um, I've seen a lot of players change over the years, um, starting off very carefree and, and loose. And then, um, you know, they, they become a little more protected uh, later in their careers, which I understand.
1: Um, you, you know, then they come back around. You know yeah, yeah then, everybody then once retires, they retire yeah or oh my t- God, no, a, but then towards the end uh, it's back to everybody's so yeah it's it's a um, it's an
0: amazing road. transformation once the they retire and they put their rackets in the closet they're just uh, so carefree exactly.
1: uh, so I, um, yeah, well. I I I always feel like I you, you want to be careful not to discount the tennis itself because you guys are I, I would think you could very easily make a case of the most talented doubles players ever the most accomplished doubles players ever so i, I don't want to take anything away from the, the tennis and the ability itself but i think you guys both really benefited you and mike from having each other and you could yeah, have definitely. a bad match and you you could you guys could have it out and sometimes even physically smash guitars on each other's knees and uh you still knew you'd wake up the next morning and you'd be entering the next tournament together um yeah but i but i'm also wondering if I mean, what, what are sort of the complications of family? I mean, if, if Mike said tomorrow, you know what, I'm done with tennis, I want to go, uh, whatever, work for a startup, yeah. are, you, are you going to play with another partner? I mean, what, what are the complications of, of having such a close relationship?
0: Yeah, I mean, that question, I'd probably shut it down. Um, I'm not sure if I retire today, Mike would shut it down. Um, him not having kids and being a little more independent, he might uh, – he might go the business wise and and uh, grab a partner and try to make some money. I don't know. Who knows?
1: You're, you're, you'd be cool with that.
0: But um, look, yeah, just just having our our relationship, we're we're pretty loyal guys, and and uh, we're never any just turn our back on each other. It's it's kept it um, so we've been able to play free. I see a lot of teams that are struggling. Um, they're just trying. They're playing really safe. They don't want their partner to to go looking for someone else the next week. Yeah, we've never we've never badmouthed each other in the locker room. Uh you see a lot of guys have a bad match and then they start um you know, badmouthing their partner and, and saying how well they played, how poorly the other guy played. Um so we've we've kept it pretty tight. Um yeah, and obviously being healthy and um it's 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 helped our consistency, our longevity. We've been able to play I don't know, thousands almost a couple thousand matches. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's wild looking back on
1: it, you know. So uh, about maybe ten years ago, no, nah, probably less, probably eight years ago. I don't know if you I, I did a long story on you guys for yeah. Sports Illustrated, and without any sort of uh, indication that it was extraordinary, I, I think my you, you guys both told me a story about how you got in a fight in a mall, and I don't know, th- someone yeah. like threw a bowl of soup on the other one. Your sunglasses bounced in a woman's plate. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you we, guys went and practiced in the, in the afternoon together like it was nothing. What what was your last? Uh, What's, what's your last confrontation blowout. of that scale?
0: Our last blowout was in Vienna. Uh, we had just lost in Antwerp in a match we should have won. Uh, the indoor season is always a little tough because there's no Grand Slam on the horizon, so you're just kind of grinding. <laughs> and uh, uh, we we arrived in Vienna and we're playing cards in the airport waiting for our, um, some bags that were delayed. And. I remember we were playing hearts and I won a hand and I said something to Mike and he slapped me on the head. I'm like, Hey man, if you do that again, you know, we're going to have some problems. <laughs> and five minutes later, I laid down a hand, won it and he slapped me on the head. And so I just tackled him in the middle of the restaurant in Vienna and our coach ended up breaking us up. Um, and we got into it again in the parking lot, went to the hotel. I said, uh, you know, you can't, you don't ever do that again. He's like, I'm going home. And so, he said he was going home. He packed his bags. I packed my bags. We were done for the season. We were done for the season. And somehow, uh, my wife intervened, called him, told him, Oh, Bob really loves you. He doesn't want you to go. And so we we weren't able to communicate (laughs) to each other, but we had like, uh, you know, someone came in the, in the middle and, um, kind of uh, smoothed it over. And so we ended up, uh, kind of going to each other's room, having room service, we didn't say one word to each other, but we just kind of had this healing period, and then uh, we ended up finishing the season. Not well, but we ended up finishing.
1: Nice. <laughs> what, what was the year on this?
0: What, what's that? Is it this year?
1: Okay. Can I just say, we, we all love Amazon. We all love Amazon Prime. Yeah. This is the, the future of, uh, of, of U.S. economics is wrapped in this company. The, the fact that yeah. they were not rolling, the fact that uh, they seem to be deferring this documentary is, is criminal. Um, if if you had video of of two guys in their late thirties, most accomplished people in the world at what they do, ha- having it out in a hotel uh, in a hotel lobby, that's uh, that's video gold.
0: But but I think that's I mean to your point, it's a videos. serious point though.
1: That's I think that goes to the you know there's a baseline level of we we can have this kind of dispute, and I don't have to worry that he's going to break up with me and go play with Daniel Nestor next week.
0: Yeah, that, there's that, and there's also on um, the fact of just kind of letting the steam out. You know, we, uh, we're very intense. Uh, we're perfectionists. We, we hate to lose uh, more than we like to win. And I was going through, uh, I was doing a uh, I was doing a Q and a uh, about Daniel Nestor and what's the match that stands out, and all I could think about were the losses. Um, I couldn't remember actually one match that I beat him. Really? I know um, I've beat him 30 times, but all I could remember was this, the heartache. Um so we do um, hate to lose. And when we do lose, it's it's uh, it's difficult for, you know, multiple days. A lot of times it's hard to even um, sleep or or whatever. But um, where were we going with this one?
1: Really? No, I mean, uh, that that's interesting to hear because I, I always think that their players' reactions to defeat re- yeah. really ranges. I mean, these guys tell these stories about Federer, like, he'll lose a Grand Slam final and by dinnertime he's, like, cracking jokes and has a smile on his yeah. face, and you hear about other players who it, it takes them a week before they, you know, whether it's Serena or I mean, there are other players where defeat can really keep them down yeah. for, for days, if not weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, look with the family now, it's I have to bounce back quick. It, the kids force me to; they don't, they don't even understand right, right. Um, what the matches are all about, um, so they can they can add humor to the to the whole situation and, and uh, make it a lot easier. Um, probably with Mike, it's a little bit tougher, um, just being. Being solo, but um, look, yeah, I mean, I think I think you're. Um, it's a little awkward or, or weird if, if you're not um, hating the losses. You know, I, I hate guys that walk off smiling. Um, I I like to just be purely beat. You know, if, if a team comes out and just smokes us uh, two and two, I can live with that. Just getting purely outplayed, but knowing um, that I didn't put in the work or I had it on my strings and I didn't I didn't go for it. Um, those are the ones that keep you up at night.
1: The missing first serves at 5 all or the you
0: know, Yeah, yeah, double. just just knowing that you didn't it, often it comes down to the to the fact that you didn't you didn't do the work, you know. Maybe you should have worked hard a little harder the week before. Um you know, usually you get paid off with the hard work and um you know, if you're a little bit lazy, it comes back and bites you. All
1: right, two more questions real quick. Singles. Who yeah. who uh a year from today, who's in the uh top 5 singles? Top five for next year. Yep. Um, Health being the variable, of course.
0: Yeah, we always do a a singles ranking at the beginning of the year before the Aussie Open starts. What do you got? We were way way off this year. (laughs) But
1: um, wait, wait, say who do you have this year?
0: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Novak. Obviously, comes back strong. Okay. Um, I think Zarev will be there. Um, I'm gonna say Federer and Nadal, and hopefully murray uh can bounce back from from the injuries and um and come back strong i'm hoping that he's healthy and ready to go um because if he is he'll be there too
1: Um, i'm hearing between us and the listeners here here in uh that that recovery is still a work in progress but um oh yeah but yeah uh, i know know. but you're basically saying big, big big four plus zverev a year from now is a four top plus five.
0: Zarev. Um, you know, obviously Nishikori, if he's if he's playing well, or a There's a lot of guys, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun year if everyone's healthy because um, there's a lot of new faces. Um, you know, with sock sock being should be seated at the Aussie Open, and I think being seated is oh, gonna yeah. help him a lot. Um, like like get really, the guys seated. off him.
1: Right.
0: Um, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of firepower out there on on the single sewer, and um, this could be like a transitional year, um, and a lot of the new faces um, continuing for the slams.
1: You do women's too, or is this men's only?
0: Um, I stick with the men, but um, I haven't done the women's rankings yet, but I think Sharapova will be a threat to, to win a slam next year. Um, I follow her on Instagram, and it looks like she's been <laughs> killing it in the gym and on the court, so um, look for her to do some damage. What,
1: what about a recently uh, recently married neighbor of yours? Who was at the charity uh, event?
0: Um, the recently married man at the charity event. No, was, no, I'm talking
1: woman. Oh, a yeah. woman. Oh, I was talking Serena. Well, but, all right. Well, you're talking, you're talking big course. John, right? Yeah. I met her, I met her
0: husband and I saw her little baby. Who's, um, uh, she's adorable. Um, I think, well, if Serena, if Serena wants to play and she's in shape, she's obviously going to be really dangerous and, um, she'll be number one for sure if she's ready to go. Um, so if she wants it, it's hers. All
1: right. Last question. Twenty eighteen will be a successful year for Bob Bryan if
0: blank. For Bob Bryan and blank. And no, no, no no,
1: no, no. Fill in the blank. I mean, for for you personally, what uh, what's, what's twenty eighteen will be successful? A year from now, we look back on twenty eighteen. It will be, have been a success if what happens.
0: I think if we if we win a slam, um, and or finish number one, and Really, if we um, if we have fun, I mean, if I can bring my family on the road and have um, have some great weeks with them, and everyone's happy and healthy, um, I think we'll leave twenty eighteen very um, very
1: satisfied. Good answer. Um, listen, I uh, as always appreciated. It. It's always a pleasure. Oh, thanks for always thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Happy holidays. You as well. We'll uh, enjoy two weeks with your uh, your family, and we'll thanks. see you at the bottom of the planet.
0: All right. All the best, my friend.
1: You too. See you, buddy. All right. That does it for this week. Thanks to our guest, Bob Bryan. Nice conversation as always. Always uh, appreciate talking to both Bob and Mike again. Terrifically media-friendly, accessible athletes who never turned. And uh, it's really appreciated. You can see why they are so well-liked, quite apart from all they've achieved as a doubles team. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Jamie Lasanti. Jamie's done terrific work all year. Can I bring you on, or are you too sick? I'm sick. All right. We won't make you uh, talk today, but we're going to bring you on more in 2018. Jamie's done terrific work all year, and it's fitting that uh, she comes in off the injured list for her last podcast of the year. We appreciate all of Jamie's work. Uh, we also appreciate all of your listenership, your comments, your suggested guests, your questions. Uh, these have been fun to do. We're going to uh, keep going in 2018 with a new Palette of guests. Already some have started to uh, to line up, uh, potentially including Marion Bartoli, who announced yesterday she'll be back in action. Uh, that does it for this week. That does it for this year. We will be back in 2018. So have a good holiday, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.